0: Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast So in this episode I'm going to touch on my favourite exercises for each body part Before doing so, a quick update on myself So this is the first podcast I've recorded since I've been back from my holiday which I believe has been uh, when this comes out, two weeks ago which I really enjoyed, I was in Corfu in Greece uh, which was really nice, it was good to get some time away, downtime, uh, and just experience a different culture bit of different food etc so yeah it was enjoyable uh the only downside was was potentially that there wasn't a lot to do there it was quite like a quite secluded where a hotel or a resort was uh which is good and bad it's good because it's kind of relaxing you've got your own wee space but not if you want to do much so it was a wee bit of a wee bit of a distance to get into like the town center or to do much but uh, i really enjoyed it and i think my favorite part was Going through to like the old town, which was like a really cool experience, and just experiencing, like I said, the culture there, which I didn't think would be my favorite part. So yeah, like I said, this episode is gonna touch on basically my favorite exercises for each body part, and we're going to start off with touching on chest or your pecs, or your pectoralis, if you want to use a fancy word. So basically, when we think about what a good chest movement is, is it will take oh basically for any muscle group. We want to take it for a large range of motion we want the majority of the load on that target muscle because you can take let's say a muscle for a large range of motion but that doesn't mean there's a lot of tension on the muscle during it if that makes sense so we want to put a lot of load or tension on that muscle while taking it for a large range of motion and make it the prime mover which is what we're after and what i'd say is my favorite movement for chest is a good converging chest press so uh what I mean by converging is when a machine converges, the handles come together. in this case, as you press the handles will come closer together at the top, and what that basically allows you to to do is take your chest through a large range of motion because if we think about like a barbell or a smith machine, when we press, our hands are fixed in place they can't move they can't come together uh which is kind oh in in some sense bad. It's good because we're in a stable environment, but it's somewhat poor because when we're doing a standard barbell or Smith machine, we can't fully shorten our chest. So when we finish training our chest, when our chest is fully shortened or contracted, it's when our up arms in line with our body, or sorry, it's been driven into your chest, if that makes sense. Think about like a top position on a fly. Uh, That's a fully shortened chest. So when we do, let's say like a fixed bar movement, we don't have the ability to fully shorten our chest. And as a result, it's not on paper, the best movement to train our chest eh, because it doesn't train it for a large range of motion and the tension drops off at the top. Whereas if you have a good converging chest press, the tension stays on that muscle from start to finish. You get a good contraction at the top eh, and there's no point where you're kind of, there's no easy part of the movement, which is good. If you don't have access to like a good converging chest press or that movement stalled, Meaning, stop progressing. You could maybe consider like a dumbbell press or maybe even a cable press. And the benefit of like a dumbbell press or a cable press is again, uh, it converges, which means your upper arm can come like across your body to an extent. And the difference between like a dumbbell and a cable press is when you're doing a dumbbell press, the tension drops off at the top, whereas it doesn't with a cable press, which could make it a better option. But then again, with a cable press, it's a bit awkward to get your to get into position Uh, same with dumbbells to be honest and the drawback of both a dumbbell and a cable press is you can't really you don't have as much stability as let's say a machine Uh, so as you see there's no except for maybe you could say the converging chest press kind of like trumps them all but apart from that there's pros and cons to exercises there's like a dumbbell may be good for some reason like you've got freedom to basically place the implement place a dumbbell in this sense where you want Uh, but there's downsides like a lack of stability meaning it's harder to balance the dumbbell which can get in the way of you just getting a lot out of that target muscle but yeah if I had to pick one it'd be a good converging chest press because you are nice and stable because you can take the chest for a large range of motion without any tension dropping off throughout the set and if you this doesn't mean if you do like a barbell bench press or a smith machine press you aren't going to target your chest but on paper if I had to say a good converging chest press is probably one of the best movements to train your chest. And as well as that, what I'd look to do is put a like incline press in as well. Reason being is when we're doing, let's say a chest press, depending on where the handles travel as you press, you'll usually just train like your mid chest and lower chest slightly more, Uh, depending again, depending on the machine. Uh, so what I'd look to do is pair that with like an incline press. Again, an incline press machine or an incline dumbbell press is a good choice. Uh, for the same reasons I've just spoke about but there's also options like an incline smith press which is a solid option as well which uh, feels really good for myself uh, and if let's say you don't have access to like a smith machine again you can just do a barbell press or like a uh a, a dumbbell press both are still good options but if I had to choose one it'd be a good converging chest press and an incline press machine for those reasons uh, because like that allows you to just get the most out of that muscle with like a stable environment a safe environment as well and saying that although i says although i've said these are kind of like my favorite movements i do think there's value in just learning how to do like movements that doesn't require stability mean or what that does require stability meaning like barbell movements dumbbell movements it's good to have them in so you can basically still work on your stability and being able to stabilize other movements, being able to balance other movements, I do think that's still valuable. But this is if let's say we're thinking just purely uh muscle growth, this is what I choose. But of course no programs like that. No program only allows you to have two exercises for a certain muscle group anyway. So that's the benefit of that really. Like you've got option to choose more. And in terms of the next uh, the next muscle group I'll go over it's shoulders. So When we are training the shoulders, again, the role of our shoulder, it depends which. We've got multiple delts. We've got multiple parts of our shoulder. Uh, So it depends which one we're talking about. For the ease of this video, we're going to call them the front delt, the side delt, and the rear delt. And when it comes to what movements I choose, first of all, it's a lateral raise variation. A lateral raise variation, I think, is absolutely key. Because when we're doing any pressing movements, we don't work our side delt to a large extent whereas when we're doing a lateral raise variation we will and what a lateral raise is is basically when you take your in case you don't know your upper arm from like down at your side and then basically extend it and drive your hand out and you want to focus on driving your hand out and not up because if you drive it up you'll get a bit more trap involvement but yeah i like a lateral raise variation your side delts can never be too big and they don't get a lot of attention from doing standard pressing movements and next up I'd like I like a high incline or a shoulder press the reason I say high incline is you get a lot more bang for your buck with it it's potentially a more comfortable angle to press from for some people so I like a highly inclined smith press or a dumbbell press and the reason being is when you are pressing from that more comfortable angle because you're not forced to press directly overhead as much you can potentially like avoid some issues and as well as that you'll also tie in upper chest during the process if even if you get like on well for shoulder press with a high incline press you can tie in your upper pec while you're doing so and the benefit of that is basically just getting more bang for your buck you're getting more done in that period and i don't think you should be worried about right i've not i've not let's say done i'm a compound that completely trains my shoulders uh, because I don't think if you're doing a high incline I don't think it's going like, to take away from your shoulder development a ton because we will use our shoulders when we're doing any chest press, any dip any movement like that so yeah, I like a lateral raise variation and a high incline shoulder or smith machine press for that reason if you don't have a high incline or if you don't have, sorry a smith everyone I hope everyone has access to a bench anyway uh, again shoulder press but if not, a uh, shoulder press machine Uh, machine works fine so in terms of next movement it's going to be training your lats so i'm gonna separate your back into your lats and upper back Uh, just because it it doesn't make sense just to group them into one it's like grouping your chest shoulders into one as well like why would you there are separate muscles in that region so first of all when targeting your lats your lats are the muscle that basically joins onto your upper arm and then your lower back and that or that's where they originate and they insert and in terms of the the lat the role of the lat is basically to drive your upper arm in line with your torso in like a shoulder width position or round about that and basically we want a roll or pull down variation where you're driving your elbow to hip ideally both so we're training the lat and it's overhead or so we're training overhead and also horizontally uh, because we've got different fibers in our lap we've got horizontal and vertical fibers so if we do both motions we're going to train them and train both sets of fibers if that makes sense and what i like is a row to fully shorten that for sorry i can't get more so, to to fully shorten the lat so we get a good contraction uh, and also a pull down so we train it in its length and position so we're training it in both positions which makes sense it's like if you want to if you like develop a muscle why not train it for a full range of motion it means you're not putting all your eggs, eggs in one basket and my favorite movement would be like a good at my gym i've got a good pull down machine which i get on really really well with and basically what you want to ensure is again you're driving your elbow to your hip you are keeping your shoulder away from your ear when you're doing so You're and i like to do a single arm basically it allows you to line yourself up to target that muscle slightly better than if you're doing it with both arms at the same time uh so yeah i like a good pull down machine and also a good plate loaded row uh the plate loaded row i'm using the now at my gym like when you i do it actually standing steps back from it and what it basically allows me to do is match it to my lats capabilities so i stand and i basically line myself up so i'm when i pull it it's right in line with my torso and i drive my elbow to my hip And then I basically plant my non-working hand on the chest pad and that feels really, really good for my lats. But a good movement if you've not got much kit in your gym is just using cables. So with cables, the benefit of them is you can drive the handle exactly where you want to. You're not limited or you're not fixed into a machine that's poorly built. That's not going to allow you to bias or train a muscle group effectively. And again, doing a cable movement, single arms, perfect. So when like a common one's just like a single arm pull down and a single arm you can also do it on a pull down station but what you find with a pull down station is if you sit on a pull down station normally what happens is when you pull the implement down when you pull the handle down just because you're sitting and your head's in the middle of it and the cable's straight above your head you end up pulling and driving your elbow out instead of straight down which is the benefit of maybe using just a cable station instead of a lap pull down station so yeah, a good pull-down and row uh, make up like the bulk for it. Yes, a pullover can be beneficial, but if you're doing a pull-down and row, you're training those muscles in a in both positions anyway. And also, you can load your lap more if a good pull-down and row, whereas load is kind of limited by like just maintaining that position with your arm straight, with your tricep, and you can't really put as much mechanical tension or load on that target muscle. And next up is the upper back. So when you're training the upper back, I uh, believe a chest-supported row is very valuable. And the reason being is with a chest-supported row, it allows us to basically practice having protraction, retraction of our shoulder blades. Basically, you can move our shoulders and our shoulder blades backwards and forwards, uh, because we've got that chest support. So it makes it really easy to do so. And focusing on breathing in when you're in that stretch position and uh, driving elbows back when you are uh, rowing it and I like a neutral or overhand grip where your elbows are flared because when our elbows are tucked excessively we target our lats more when we've got a bit more of like a flared upper arm uh, we will target our upper back more effectively and when I'm doing an upper back row I like to own both ends of the rep so I'm not like bouncing out of the bottom or the top of the movement i'm making sure my muscles in full control at all times and i'm definitely getting the most out of the rep so yeah a good chest supported row is a uh, key in my opinion for building like a good back and as well as that uh oh that's kind of like the only movement i really i really need in regards to like upper back that's the only movement i'm doing uh obviously you've got like a bent over row and deadlift but i'm just about to go on to, uh, my favorite movements to target erectors which they are kind of in but yeah if you have a good chest supported row that can be great Uh, you can also do like a upper back pull down Uh, but I don't think a lot of beginners will need that to grow their upper back I think they can get away with just doing like a, a chest supported row and then a bent over row variation or a Romanian deadlift variation or sorry or yeah bent over row or a deadlift variation because if you're doing three three upper back movements in the same session I'd question that because you'll probably find that you you, you don't need that much work maybe if you're doing like a bent over row or you, you've got a session where for some reason you're not bent over rowing or deadlifting, then you can maybe do an upper back pull down where again you focus on keeping your you focus on keeping your chest lifted slightly in back and you get plenty of movement at the shoulder blades and you drive your elbows down the opposite of what we want to do during a lat pull down, although. Although when most people do a lat pull down anyway, it targets are upper back. So it shouldn't really be named lat pull down. So next up, you've got your erectors, which is basically the muscle that runs down either side of your spine. And when we are training the erectors, their role is to basically take your back from flexion to extension. So think about like if you are, think about someone's back rounded during a deadlift. Taking them from that position to an arched back is basically their role to extend the spine. And what I like to do Uh, to train directors is a bent over row variation and a deadlift variation i think that's absolutely plenty and it's movements that will give you the most bang for your buck and will also stimulate your upper back and yes most of the time when we want to train our back we want to take it through as large a range of motion as we or any muscle we want to take it through a large range of motion uh, and that's just because we usually build muscle best when we're in the middle and stretch position of a lift. And it just kind of makes sense. It's shown that training muscles through like a large range of motion is better than just isometrically it, meaning holding a muscle in a certain position. Uh, however, I do think doing a bent over row and a deadlift variation is plenty for your erectors. Like, I don't think you need to isolate them, really. If you find you do a bent over row and a deadlift variation, you get stronger at them, you do that for years and you still got really weak erectors and fine, isolate them through doing like a hyperextension. But if you don't already, or if you haven't done that for years, try that, see how you get on and again, progress your lifts over time with a lot of effort, with good form, and you should be fine. So next up, biceps. So when it comes to training your biceps, my favorite movement is like a preacher curl because you're really locked in, you're really stable, and you can just focus on getting the most out of your bicep. And most preacher curl, if it's a machine or with a dumbbell, I prefer a machine eh, if it's a good one. But if you use a machine or a dumbbell, eh, most of the time, the tension stays on your bicep at most points of the movement. And it is difficult throughout the full range, which is ideal. Usually when a movement is, let's say, really easy at one point to lift, really hard at another, it's not that ideal. We want to challenge our muscle maximally through a full range motion so it's good when the tension doesn't drop off so yeah i like a preacher curl and also a behind the body cable curl the reason being is when we think about training our bicep uh, if we do a preacher curl that's it and it's more of a shortened position meaning fully contracted it's not getting stretched as much and then when we're doing a behind body cable curl what that basically is is when you are standing like away from a cable stack you are or you, you could do it with a dumbbell but my favorite is like a behind body cable curl uh, and that's basically when you stand facing away from the cable stack holding the d handles the cable pulleys are set low and you basically perform a bicep curl there keeping your upper arm pinned back and behind your body not allowing it to move excessively uh, so yeah that will train your bicep in the stretch position so you'll see those two movements will train our bicep in each end of range of motion if that makes sense because usually it's quite hard to do with one unless you have like excessive movement of the upper arm which will take away from your ability to train the biceps so instead it's more efficient doing that in two so yeah they're my favorite two for biceps uh you've also got your brachialis and your brachioradialis uh which is basically like a another part of your your bicep so you've got obviously the main the main part and then you've got your brachialis and brachioradialis your brachialis is under your bicep, and you've got the brachioradialis, which is your forearm. And to target them well, I like to use a hammer curl. Uh, so you can use like a rope hammer curl or a dumbbell hammer curl. Personally, I like doing a single arm dumbbell hammer curl. That's my favourite, and it's consistently hard throughout the full range and a bit heavier in that stretch position. And I think you can get a bit more range of motion. However, both can be like a good option. So yeah. And when we're thinking about a hammer curl, again. With all bicep movements, we want to keep our upper arm nice and still. Focus on driving your forearm into your bicep, but with a hammer curl, you basically keep a neutral grip, meaning you keep your palm facing in. You don't want to supinate, which means face your palm up. You want to keep it in at all times. And next up, uh, last but not least, is triceps. So when I'm training the triceps, what I like is a good dip machine or a bodyweight dip, if not. People don't always get along well with doing let's say a bodyweight dip Uh, if you don't then a dip machine could be a good option Uh, i personally get some shoulder issues when i'm doing a bodyweight dip Uh, if you don't get if you don't have a dip machine available and you don't get on with bodyweight dips you could do let's say a close grip smith machine press Uh, but i like a dip variation Uh, i think that's or for me i connect really well with it meaning i can feel it a lot in my triceps and i think my triceps especially this gaining phase as i've been running a dip machine has benefited a ton from it so the reason why i like a dip machine for triceps is it allows you to maximally load them so just like how with let's say we're trying to target our quads or our chest we're not just going to do flies we're going to do something that allows us to get a substantial amount of load on that muscle Uh, and in the triceps case it is a good dip, in my opinion. So I like a good dip machine. Focus on having a relatively narrow grip. Focus on driving elbows down and in as you as you press and staying relatively upright. So we make it a tricep-focused movement. As if you're a bit more bent over, you'll use a bit more chest and shoulders. So next up, I also like a tricep extension, as this will emphasize training the triceps in a shortened range. Uh, so what this could be is just like a crossbody cable extension which is basically when you hold a cable in opposing hands and stand face onto cable stack and extend them, or it could be a long rope tricep extension. And the benefit of those two is basically alignment. If we're using like a really short rope or an easy bar with a close grip or something like that, usually we've not got great alignment, which means force is going through the elbow in a way it doesn't move, which isn't going to be great for our elbow long term. And usually you don't get as good a contraction. You don't connect as well with the movement. And when we're thinking about doing a tricep extension, we just want to think about keeping our upper arm relatively still. Again, it's an isolation movement, so our actions should reflect that meaning. We shouldn't just be chucking away weight about. We should be keeping our upper arm still, contracting hard, spending time in both the top and the bottom of the rep, in my opinion. feels best for myself and allows you to get the most out of the movement. Uh, so yeah, a long rope extension is a common one that most people will have. And again, the le- reason for the long rope is better alignment. You can get a better contraction and usually get your tricep a bit shorter in length, whereas you're kind of limited if you've got a short rope. And lastly, is I know I said, I'll do two for each movement, but the biceps and triceps, obviously, they're not just one muscle. There's multiple muscles in your in your biceps and triceps. So I think that's excused. and. Uh, in terms of like why I like a good overhead extension, when we're doing an overhead extension, it allows you to fully lengthen the triceps. And some research suggests we build muscle best in the middle and lengthen range. And more research is actually coming out to say that, uh, like length and range partials could actually provide just as much muscle growth or maybe even more than training your muscle for a full range motion. So as a result, I think it's definitely good to make sure you're spending time getting a good stretch in your exercises, spending time in stretch positions when you're doing movements. So basically what we want to do is do like a overhead tricep extension. I like it single arm. Again, better alignment usually feels a bit better. Uh, And I like doing that with just like a either a D handle or a rope on a cable pulley. And you want to basically get as overhead as you can without discomfort. What I mean by that is if you can do it with your arm completely overhead, feels great, then perfect. If not, then you can try putting the cable higher so you're more instead of going or driving the cable straight up, you're doing so more so forward, if that makes sense. And if that's still sore, you can maybe try doing it with like a rope and doing it dual arm. That usually feels better for myself if I ever get issues with it and some clients. And if that's sore as well, what you can basically do is move the cable so it is basically just above your shoulder height and basically stand facing away from the cable and just extend it without an attachment. And there, you're still going to lengthen your tricep. You're just not getting maybe as great a stretch, but we don't want to be taking our muscles through movements that cause pain. Uh, So yeah, hope you've enjoyed the episodes and took a lot from it. Obviously, with it, it it's slightly hard to kind of tell you exactly how to perform each movement, what each movement is in a podcast format. But I hope I managed to put the information across and hopefully uh, uh, easy to understand concept if that makes sense so thank you very much for listening and hope everyone has a great day